and Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put her bow on. I'm changing my ray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me there, we're right. Well, I'll take her as well. Oh, you're a good Right then, here we are at the Brothers Arms again, three weeks on the spin on a Wednesday night and we're here in the beer garden for yet another edition of Four Blades in the Pub and I'm joined by Ian. Evening. I'm joined by Phil. Good evening. And special guest of Twitter Blades fame, The Case 1907, my good friend, good friend of the pod, Paul McDonald. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. Thanks for inviting me. Much appreciate it. Well, I thought like, we'd better invite you after the day you've had down at the ticket office. You could Share that with the listeners. Um, yeah, yeah, we're good. And so, obviously, Everton tickets on sale yesterday. We decided that we were going to wait until today so we could get up a tier. So, I decided I'm off work all week. I decided to drive down and I got there. Got a text confirming that upper tier were on sale this morning. So, I casually strolled in, asked for upper tier, and at last, the ticket office told me that they weren't selling upper tier. So, I agree. And then she said, she said to me, well, it might just be an online thing. So I walked out, got on my phone directly outside ticket office, bought them online, and there's two options. You can either post them or you can collect them. (laughs) So I thought, well, if I collect them, I can just go straight back in, get tickets, away we go. So I did that, walked in, went up to the same person. Didn't do that. You didn't shoot them? No, 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 I didn't shoot them. Not a shooting in the corner, but someone just burst in a balloon. So yeah, went went back in, asked if I could have them, and they just went, oh, no, no, we don't do that till this afternoon. So I basically got turned away, quarter past nine. Turned away for the second time, I had to go home and sit there and wait till about two o'clock when I could go down and actually collect them. Did you go back? Yeah. Oh, I thought I may as well get it done today, aren't I? So, <laughs> so, 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 so I've had to go all the way back to yeah, North Wales so, so, and then we've dragged you back Yeah, down. so I've had three trips down here today. Well, good job. <laughs> like it, then good job we're in the pub. And, and, just, and to think Chris Basham had a nightmarish couple of minutes on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, that leads nicely into Leicester. And I wrote on the um, on the preview of this, outfoxed Phil. Yeah, outfoxed, I don't know. I don't know whether we were particularly outfoxed. I think we were undone by a mistake and a bit of brilliance. On another day, I think we could have very easily come away from that game with a point, or maybe even more if Lundstrom would have scored. Although question marks about whether it had been allowed or not. Obviously, it got given as offside, but and, and question marks about as good as the finish it was. Harvey Barnes's goal as well. Could it could it have been disallowed by VAR? There's an argument to say that as well. But I thought United huffed and puffed. I don't think we were quite as bad as what uh, Chris Wilder said after the game. But I kind of see where he comes from as well. What did you think, John? Uh, I, I completely agree um, with everything you've just said. However, I think we were the masters of our own demise a little bit in the first half with our sloppy word of possession. We gave it away a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, Egan put it out twice and Norwood misplaced it. I, mean, I won't levy the quick criticism at Egan, mainly because I won't say anything bad against him because he's my boyfriend and I love him dearly with all my heart. <laughs> but like, um, I feel like we were just a bit lazy in possession and it allowed Leicester to grow into the game a little bit. I think that's something that's been a theme in three Premier League games we've not started overly confidently and I thought that home game following a win would have been a platform to maybe do that for the first time and get after them from the start but I mean Leicester are going to be sides assembled for a lot more money than ours is a lot more comfortably than they beat us which I think is a massive positive take out what do you reckon Paul? I agree and that word you use there sloppy 
that's, that's exactly what we were saying first half started we were getting the ball away far too far too much far, far much more than what we usually do and particularly Norwood obviously I'm, I'm a massive massive fan as like a lot of people but they're all uncharacteristic weren't it mm. knocking the ball out of play knocking it behind people not into people's runs defence weren't making any was that because of the way Leicester pressed? I mean, I wasn't there Saturday. I wound up to that down in London with family. But it, it, the thing I thought going into the match last week and said on the pod is that that midfield's quality, mm. and you know they've got the ability to un- take you apart with one or two passes. I actually didn't said I didn't rate the chow. Um, Chowdhury and I understand he had an absolute storm was he just breaking it up then yeah I wouldn't say particularly like you were master with the ball at his feet but it was his ability to anticipate situations he was just everywhere wherever we were causing them problems he was the one stopping it yeah. whether it was on the edge of their D or whether it was just into their heart even crosses into the box he were, were cutting out even a free kick near the end Norwood uh, had a pretty, pretty good place free kick right near the end and it were him that got his ass row to it yeah. it were it but yeah, he, but you've got that littered with. Although he had a quiet game, Pereira right back didn't do loads, but just so quick. So I thought that any time Ender had a run on him, at the time because Stevens does this a little bit at the start of the season, and he started to do it. He, he doesn't back himself enough. So by the time Ender's broke or in case Freeman get, comes back to Stevens, Stevens is almost like thinking about his. Right, what I'm going to do? I'm going to play an early one, and then Perez in front of him is so quick. And then on the other side, Bulldog, who was the the pacey, much pacier than Fuchs, was a little bit old man. But then obviously he set the goal up. I thought Bulldog was phenomenal. Um, I'm going to say I, I can't remember who got it on the day, but man at match. Bernie got it. Yeah, the game going on. Going on. Goal scorer. Got a goal. Yeah. So. But I, I thought George Bulldog was man at match. Yeah, Bulldog was phenomenal. Really. Early. Three game in, shout player of the season for me, Baldo, and he's been brilliant in every game. He started really well, hasn't he? Don't look out of place, that's all. And he's, and he was, he's and the first one, first one of our players that I think gets the the gamesmanship, if you want to call it that, of the Premier League. Goes down relatively easy, knows when to go down, and, and he, he's, he's kind of, he's, he seems to have turned a bit nasty as well over the summer, which I quite like. Yeah. He's been brilliant, but we've talked about the Harvey Barnes goal. I mean, there is the argument that Egan was fouled in the build-up. I personally didn't think the second corner, which it comes from, was a corner. I thought it was a goal kick. But let's—I mean, this is this is the problem when you're in the in, in the top flight. Yeah, because you know all the players. It's such a different experience watching football. And you antagonise over every little thing, especially when it goes against you. Um, but. I, I, I know keeping the world stops that. No, I mean, I wouldn't want. I don't think. I think if it hits the defender, we might have had a concussion. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I think uh, what you probably don't realise here, obviously, if you didn't see it, Baldock hit one in the first half, very similar. Yeah. In fact, it would have probably been a better goal because it was a full-on volley, but it went straight down Schmeichel's throat, and I he just caught it. it. Yeah. He just caught it in yeah. front of his head. Whereas, obviously, that that from Barnes was a little bit to Henderson's side, and no three keepers wouldn't have saved that. He hit it that hard. But then it's one of those, isn't it? He could do that another nine times and probably put it into mm. the top tier of Ramalai. Yeah, it's just one of the things. Uh, for me, I've I, I watched the foul, I watched the claim for foul back, and it's a funny one, because you can't see him getting the leverage, but the shot just he's shows the arms, arms down. He's got his hands on his arms. That's yeah, it, on his but, shoulders, but then sorry. nobody complained. Not one player turned around and complained on the back of it. Which, That's maybe where they need to be a little bit more sweet, like he keeps yeah. saying, ask 
for things like that. Go down for it. If he can stop his hands on his shoulders, go down. Yeah. yeah. Simple as that. Rather than stand your ground, so, go down. So plenty of examples of that exactly where they, their players would have done. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I think he, we need to probably talk about Madison. Now, uh, my take on it is slightly different. Uh, it's... I think he, he reminds me a little bit of Ronaldo when he first came to the Premier League. He got accused of being his dad when he actually got clipped all the time. It's the theatrics that go alongside it, which I think spoil it. And when you're a good little player like that, and in nine months' time, I bet we'll all be cheering him on when he's playing for England. Uh, he'll get called up this week. And, start, and starting for England, just maybe maybe with a little bit of class. It's like the, um, the free kick before our time was um, was a free kick everyone got really mad about right on the edge of the air the way reacts, but it's it? The, it goes down and he he's down for 50, like 10 minutes like there were one on I think there were Thielman's caught one in the second half someone flopped on top of it ref kept free kick you could see the player in space but he just got up he weren't riding around that'd be Madison yeah, he'd be down 45 seconds he was the same when he were at Norwich when he were exactly the same then. Right the thing that pissed me off more than that about it because you know you're going to get the theatrics with him Vardy celebrating his goal the way he did no problem with that whatsoever I'd do exactly the same in front of him yeah, I'd do worse <laughs> what million, pissed me off was Madison <laughs> after, after Vardy had his after Vardy had had his moment, but what were point in what were point in Madison stood there looking at the cop for a couple of minutes afterwards? This is a fucking trick. What were point in it? That's my synopsis. But yeah, it's just a bit unnecessary. And. How many times are you going to say that this season about players? Though? Yeah, we don't need. Thing is, we don't want to get to a stage where did Vardy get booked? Uh, I think that I don't. Yeah, mm. not too sure to be honest. I think so. It's just interesting because obviously if so, we someone scores on Saturday. But I don't know. Robinson bends one in it last minute to equalise. Takes his shirt off. That's the guaranteed booking now. People, why is that more of a booking than somebody literally squaring up to 10,000 people? But all he did was put his hands behind his ears. That oh, I, I know. Well, just going to do it. I'm just, just That's why I love a lot of respect for Vardy anyway, to be honest. What oh, he's done, what he's achieved, if sports went. No, they didn't, they didn't get a play book. Mm. They didn't get a play book. I mean, that and the racism. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, that yeah. yeah. Like that was pretty bad. Well, yeah, strike that record. I don't respect him. You don't. <laughs> I know we're trying to put your dating profile together here, Paul, on the <laughs> intro page, and, and respecting Vardy might turn a few of the female listeners off. Anyway, literally, in more than one. Oh, yeah, I think that probably concludes it for last match. That's part one. Uh, we've talked about budgies, windmills, and uh, Paul's uh, undeniable respect for James Vardy. So we'll be back in a minute to discuss what happened in the uh, in the cup game last night against uh, the mighty Blackburn Rovers well, welcome back to part two uh, we're going to talk now about what essentially turned into a reserve fixture for United last night before talking about the game, though, Paul, I, I think we should perhaps just bring yeah. up about you had a few unwelcome guests around you last night on the south stand. In the uh, swearing section, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you see people knocking about at away games, and, and sometimes you're unfortunate enough to sit next to them. You never think it's going to happen to you at an home game. And then I was still talking to Ian last night. I said, oh, yeah, I've seen them walk past. They've got to the side at stand there. Yeah, fine. Not a problem. 
and then I noticed that they must have walked down the wrong gangway. Yeah, come back, found the rope right in front of me, which I were absolutely delighted about. And I absolutely went. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody pissed the sun. It was brilliant. Did I mean, you enjoy the experience? Yeah, of course, yeah. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Is it true that Norwood is only a 45 minute player? Yeah, yeah. That, oh that, my. That, that sticks from what? Forest away when them same people were sat behind me. I've heard the same people saying how crap Norwood was most of last season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was well impressed with that. No I wonder he's retired from international oh, football, he's been pushed. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> <laughs> From Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, with, with regard to the game, though, I thought, uh, I thought Wilder summed it up really well. It was a disjointed performance from, yeah. from first minute to last, really, and, and I, I do think if they'd have scored that penalty, there's a chance we'd have gone on and lost that game to the truth. That was an unbelievable save. Really good, unbelievable good save at that, Unbelievable yeah. save. It was low, it weren't right in corner, but it was low, it, were, it, were, it had a lot of pace on it. For a man at his height to get down and make that save. I thought Maud's uh, man at match, to be I honest, did do really well in yes, another Pacific play where I think it might be Armstrong again, uh, that troubled him. I mean, Blackburn um, looked quite good, actually. I looked, though, and I thought, because well, I recognise, you know, you recognise a few of the players from last season at Blackburn. When I looked, they made, I think, eight changes. Yeah, that's it as well. That's all the thing, you know, they dropped the journey, man. There were no yeah. Downing, there were no Johnson, yeah, there were no. Um, I thought, Adam, I, thought, um, I thought I thought I'm like about to blow up <laughs> I thought Lennon at the back showed why Wilder's been interested in oh, him. I, I, I thought I, he commanded at the back and Cunningham who they got from Cardiff again apart I thought from he, being a prick I mean he played well yeah, but he, he played well but he in between them McBurney was kept quiet now I could argue I, think I thought McBurney and Nord went through the motions last night for 45 McBurney minutes McBurney looked made up the numbers. sulking almost he looked yeah, right he, got, he, he didn't get a foul he thought he should have got and he lost his head for a few minutes he looked me he looked so it reminded me of one of the worst sort of like Leon Clark performances where literally did absolutely but were, to be fair to him there was little or no service no in yeah. sharp at all it was, it, and Billy got his head on weight because he does in them sort of situations doesn't he mm-hmm. I, thought it, I thought it could have been booked on more than one occasion and mm-hmm. he went flying into a lot of things well talking yeah. about flying into a lot of things everyone's well my new favourite player Vestich absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the space of 10 seconds he's <laughs> He's a walking car, didn't he? But he's a walking car, but he didn't have the worst challenge of the night. Ravel took that. <laughs> that Jeez, superb. I, mean, I love a tackle like that in last minute when you're what? defending a lead. He'd lost his head as well, hadn't he? But, but, but shoved over not long before. Oh, but it was like, the, I can't even begin to describe how late it was. For those, and there's a video, you know, someone put it on, on Twitter earlier. Yeah. And when you watch it back, at normal speed at the match, it, it, you, you noticed it. But geez, when you see it from the camera up above, the fact that the players took a touch advance and then he's come through him <laughs> in the place where he originally was going to be struck. He's shocking, isn't it? Great tackle. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if yeah, it's not as if he's not known for losing his head. From <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think um, we'll all agree on performances of our players, so I think we can group them. To quote one of my favourite ever interviews with a, with a, B, a BPC pundit, Garth Crooks, I want to bring a bracket up that wants to be used on this pod now. I want to introduce the NGE. Right. A great interview. Where I was made aware of this on the holiday to France, so just being on with some mates. Gareth Crooks uh, was once talking about the Spurs performance that day, and I can't do a Garth Crooks accent, but you can imagine him doing it. They will get home tonight and they will sit on the settee, programming one hand, and the cup of tea their wife has lovingly made them to greet them from their match. They will t- tighten their grip on the program, and when she asks, and when she asks, because she will, because she's a loving wife, 
when she asked what was the performance is, they will get the program, they will bang it on the coffee table, and they will say, NG. Not good enough. <laughs> so, you get paid for that. <laughs> that was years ago as well. Oh, we're moaning about modern pundits, and that's what he used to come out. So, NGE, last night, Kevin Freeman, I would agree, yeah. looked off. Yeah, Phil Jagielka. Yeah, but first uh, half, I thought he got better second half. First half, I mean, he dropped Stephen in it for the first one, didn't yeah. he? And I'd also say, even though he scored, Steers. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah. Stephen getting one of the first matches. So so yeah, oh, so a little run he went on and then dived forward. I'd be a bit worried if he started any league game. Yeah. I, I think we've got to look at it. We, it, 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 it. If they start, they fit in with what we've got. And that's the difference between all of them playing the one team last time. And around I mean, those. Yeah. It was that area of the pitch. And obviously, McBurney goes in the NG thing for me, and maybe Sharp too. Brian going off injured yeah. probably didn't help him. Yeah, I thought Brian started quite well. I thought it was Sharp, the one thing I didn't. I don't if you noticed at the time when I was watching last night I thought their player their, defend, their defenders had blocked off their keeper on the goal if you see it back on the goal cam at United share tonight Sharp gives him a shove right? he shoves him out of the way and he's one of them nil, nil VAR in league goal you don't get away with that in league don't get, don't get away no, with that in the Premier that. League but it was, it was a typical Billy Sharp and it's not just I'm not saying it's just a little elbow or leaning to he's got two hands up like that and shoves him Wow. Shoves him. It, it, it's great. But, it's typical uh, Billy. But then to go through the others, which I think are the more interesting things to discuss, obviously. Sorry. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Pace is the trick in. <laughs> right. Bloody hell. I'm not engineer, am I? <laughs> I, got dis- I got distracted by Gil for Sigerson's going for Everton. So John Guy and Everton fan this evening who's sitting in on the pod enjoying some beer with us. Um, but let's go for the other more like interesting performances. I think Ben Osborne showed exactly why we signed him completely busy. Well, he never stops running, does he? Well, there'll be yeah, times well. this season will be a real asset. And fill the number of roles again. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, he became pretty obvious first half, I thought, that Besic playing with Osborne didn't work because how right-footed he was. We didn't have that usual symmetry and balance that we had. And then that, there was a slight change in formation. But I thought Osborne had a really good game. Yeah, I was impressed with him. I thought he looked a little bit better when... He kind of went inside when when he, when Brian went off. We went to four at back, and that obviously don't normally suit us. We went away from it, and we're brilliant, like, you know, with three at back and stuff. But I thought that was our best spell at game, to be honest. Yeah, that sort of the second, most second bit of the first half. Yeah. Sorry for King because he'd had a really good pre-season, and uh, I wanted to see him do well, but he's clearly made out of bloody glass to me. He's just he's break he's breakable, and that's the trouble. Hopefully, we only a turned ankle. I don't know if anyone. I'm not heard anything. Yeah. He, t- he rolled his ankle went up for a ch- it was with Besic actually went up for a challenge and cl- him and Besic collided and he rolled his ankle as he landed Besic looked very busy I mean I think everyone likes him because of that fantastic he, interview he's actually quite good on the ball as well isn't he, yeah, he so that's the second second half when he brought the ball out yeah, of the fence yeah. and, and, and it, very cute with it as well mm. I don't think he, he, like last night wasn't a night for him to probably show us his best but he showed aspects that I like there were a couple of more adventurous passes he's an upgrade to the squad isn't he absolutely it gives gives us an extra extra body in there and we're certainly going to need that willingness to go in and challenge to laugh if if we're under siege home or particularly away him and Lundstrom and Flair all running around doing that yeah excellent yeah I thought um, 
I know he got man at match and, and he set up Norwood's goal. I thought Morrison was very, very good yeah, wherever he played as well because I think he must have played in four different positions yeah, different from, last night. I think it's really about he just uses quality. The, yeah. rolling, the rolling under the foot pass that he does is hilarious because he sometimes does it when it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> but we slow burner that one, give it a few more months, but there is such a good player there. If you look at that surgeon, it's, there's, there's two or three aspects to take another that Norwood goal. One is picks up the ball, that's initial surge of pace that takes him into the box his first yard is lightning, lightning quick there's a drag and there's a hold and he, he wasn't looking you know the options weren't necessarily there but he's comfortable sitting on the ball until mm. he got closed down and then played the pass inch perfect and I mean let's be honest Norwood he just passed it into the net it was like an outside of the foot like little bender yeah, weren't it little bender just there's no real pace on it he just plays perfect but it's all about the setup. I think we've got um, potentially a new favourite player made his sort of Bramall Lane debut last night as well and I think he's going to be absolutely outstanding for us and that's a moose I think <laughs> what, what a player the moose is going to be I was well impressed I like him, it? when I saw him warming up in front of us I just thought that looks like me when I go for a run he was just like ambling about he looked like he could like, like he got like a um, it looks like a shelf on the back of his arse. You could put up a rest of your pants yeah. on it tonight. You know, you could I can't remember. There, I mean, it's John said something as we were warming up, and I can't remember what it was. But I was, uh, the biggest, biggest arse since Wayne Allison <laughs> was one of the things. Oh, fuck that. Oh, that was it. If you want to get him going, put a Mackey's behind there. Go get some of those spicy nuggets they've just got on. Enticing. No, but what's, what's good as well? There's relative low expectation there. Yeah? Uh, Which is crazy for the amount we've we paid for him. Yeah. That's it shows where we are. One, now, one yeah. of your record signings, and yeah. no one's expecting it. No, he, 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 um, you could tell fitness and match match sharpness was definitely not there when he did break through. I'm like, fucking it's it, it's yeah. it. It looked like it had opened up for a lovely bender, a bender twice in a few minutes <laughs> into the far corner. You know what I mean? Like, really, 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 really impressive. Uh, a member of our Blades uh, family spent sixty pounds on moose related things last night but they'll be all revealed in due course uh, literally yeah uh, we talk we'll talk about that at a late in, when they scored one because there's going to be some fancy dress at an away game this season and it's going to be revealed at a later date I yeah. think <laughs> but, um, sorry the only thing I really wanted to talk about about last night's game is players for them they impressed me is it Nyambe the right yeah, yeah he looked really good football manager very legend him is he yeah, very, very athletic on football manager and he proves why he's got them. Very athletic, but yeah. uh, unit. Unit. <laughs> it, was like, it was like Cherno Samba who actually could run. Not Cherno Samba, Christopher Samba. Cherno Samba was another football manager <laughs> who played for Millwall. Yeah, he was outstanding on football manager yeah. back in the day. Back in the day, old school. So we cover all the topics on this podcast, computer gaming. Um, dating no but yeah <laughs> overall lots of impact. who were the other subs obviously they really impressed me Ender came on was Ender didn't have much to deal with it's like you said Paul we're much better with four at the back it almost like they did with that lad you just mentioned Phil didn't look as good towards the end of the game so he was going up against Ender True, yeah. and Fair Ender's point. very good at doing the uh, Andy Robertson um Using the touchline to defend. I don't yeah. think it's enough credit to do that. He's really good at that style of playing fullback. 
Um, Luke Freeman, what other stuff that come on? Yeah, yeah Freeman, yeah. look, Freeman showed little bits of quality yet again, and he, yeah. he's probably been the most impressive of the new signings. But yeah, anything else on the reverse, reserves in the cup? No, just like you say, for me, it wasn't wasn't great. Fourth hour, two at half time. I'm not sure, but it was job done. And actually, for me, the most important thing now is that that team or another you know, 11 United players will get another 90 minutes when they're not getting it in the league. Yeah. And that's that's massively important for us this season to keep those players active, competitive. And let's be honest, Blackburn's reserves were a good, good, good reserve team, to be honest. You know, that you can see they might be up there. Yeah, Small yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. They look very, very good. Smallwood now looks like Keith Andrews. <laughs> you think? I feel like Brendan Cole. I were, I were, amazed, I were amazed at how much Stitch got off of his own fans when they took oh. him off. Well, I said that and I got a bit of grief for it. Are they clapping because he's yeah. coming off? Meaning giving yeah. him grief for it? And I got, they well, that bloke behind you, Phil, he's basically counting down the days till he died. <laughs> Whoever he was, he was a miserable <laughs> yeah, He was, yeah. At one point, he was. what was he complaining about? Oh, so we've got to wait for injured players to come back on. Oh, he, no, it was because Kian Bryan had gone off. Oh, why have we got to wait for this? Because it's the rules, you fucking miserable sod. (laughs) (laughs) Debating the rules, like, not even new rules. I bet, like, going off the other side of pitching, are we going to come in? Bollocks up, bloody VAR. (laughs) No VAR in the game, pal. Anyway, I suppose that negativity. Um, nice, to see, nice to see John had a worse night than you did in the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had a right good laugh. I won't repeat some of the stuff that we were coming out with because you'll all stop listening. Yeah, that, that's up part two. And uh, yeah, we've got live. You'll hear a live reaction in the uh, in the coming coming sections about um, who we get in the next round because the draw's only 20 minutes away in our time. Uh, but yeah, that's part two. Look forward to coming back in a few minutes to talk about our trip to the capital on Saturday. Right, we're back for part three. And we're going to talk about uh, our trip to Chelsea on Saturday. Um, I think looking around the table, there's three of us going. We're all going, aren't we? I'm not. Oh, oh. No, I'm at a festival. I'm going to End of the Road Festival to immerse myself in uh, craft beer, uh, middle class loveliness. <laughs> middle class blade. It's got to be a festival within the festival, so I'm half tempted with selling the shells. Yeah, oh, there it is. <laughs> be a festival within the festival, a beaver town bar. And uh, there's some bands on as well. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it immensely. I'll be watching a dodgy stream on my phone at some point and then not being able to uh, meet up with friends and stuff because my battery's died. But <laughs> we'll be able to watch the United match. But you three, you three are going down on the bus, yep, aren't you? we're going down. Indeed. I'm, I'm 8 a.m. Saturday. I'm hoping for a better result. I've been to Chelsea yeah, yeah, three yeah. times before. Yeah. Twice to watch the Blades. Um, I was there when we got relegated. Yeah, that was my only, only visit that up I had. That, up in yeah. the gods at, at Stamford Bridge. Um, probably read about that in Denblades next quarterly. Um, probably. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, Sam, Sam, listen, we need to basically have a free subscription each. We're plugging you uh, better than Stephen Fletcher's hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not bad yeah. for something made up on the fly. Uh, that's quite good, though. Um, yeah, so I saw that, went to the cup game. Uh, when uh, Vinny had just left. Is that when Brad is Brad came out with, came came out with a headband around his head, yeah. threw it down in the penalty box and stamped it into the ground. Uh, and we lost. Um, <laughs> and then I went once with the wife to watch Bolton. Yeah, absolutely stuffed. So not a great record at Chelsea. I'm hoping to put that right. Um, and you know what? 
I quite fancy us to get something. And I'm not saying we're going to win. I think the longer we go through the game, I think if we can hold them apart, I think we can. I think we can grow into it again. Soon. Definitely, I'm the same as you actually. Similar in, in one respect, I've only ever been to Stamford Bridge to watch other teams. I've never been to watch United, so I'm looking forward to it. It's massively different to last time I went. Yeah. 1994, last time I went, it were absolutely three sided. It were absolutely terrible. Yeah, it weren't great at all. But no, I fancy our chances on Saturday. I was having a look at their sort of like recent form, including friendlies just lately, and then. They let in three goals against Salzburg, a couple against Munch and Gladbach, and obviously four at Old Trafford, because they did two against Norwich, so they're giving chances away. Yeah. They're not going to change the way that they play, which, you know, if we're, if we're ambitious enough, and we'll go down there and, and, and try and make chances and try and have a go, and then I think, I think there's an opportunity there for us to pick something up. I really hope Paul Feeney are right. All I would say is Rudiger's been out, and apparently he's back Saturday, and he's their best centre-half yeah. by a country mile. Didn't I read something the other day that there's potentially two of the starters Lineup from the weekend, possibly out. I can't remember who it said it was. I think Mason Mount's one of them. I've yeah. got him in my dream team, so I know that he's only got a 75% chance to play. Might check him out. I, mean, I think, though, it's fair to say there's not, there's not the fear of going to play Chelsea that would have been no. two or three years ago. It might be in three months. Yeah. It's a relatively good time to have a go down there. It's a free hit as well. It's not a game that I. Of, I don't think the press index uh, <laughs> suggests we get anything there but you go down there and like you say Phil, if we, we have to grow into that game they've got some very 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 handy players but we've we marked Tammy Abraham out of the game for 180 minutes last season the only difference is there'll be slightly better quality going into it they're a dance like less scary without Eden Hazard though aren't they of course they are uh, it'd be interesting to see how someone like Jorginho is against our midfield someone who you know has got to have something about him since he's played at all these big clubs but he's open to a lot of criticism last season wasn't he yeah. Kosic and Barkley and so they're all good players but are they players that strike like you say there's no, no hazard there I wouldn't like William running at Stevens or Baldock I think no. he's very very good but but like Paul said you've got to look at the, the positives for us is their defence is conceding and they are not Jelly, and like you say, if Rudiger's back, then that makes a bit of a difference. But you know, there's, a, there's an opportunity if we get a goal, then I can see us getting a point. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm far from convinced by Lampard as a manager. And I know we don't play against him whilst he's stood on the sideline, but mm. your manager does have an impact on the game, and I'm, I'm far, com- far from convinced as to what impact he'll have. Well, he had a negative one when he came down here because he completely lost it, he, and that were after their equaliser, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. He lost it with Wilder and with Crowd and everything, and it, and it got us up for it more than anything. We should have been on back foot, and then McGoldrick doesn't lock keeper and rest to say this yeah. Um, so we're, obviously we're not playing down I also think um, I'm calling Kepa because is it Aspel yeah, I can't pronounce it but get your shots in against him because I think he's absolutely dodgy as for the money they paid for him yeah. nothing to fear um, hopefully we get a different version of McBurney that we got last night if he starts yeah. not convinced on Robinson the gold as a partnership necessarily I think McBurney will give us is it, I think McBurney would give us an outlet that we yeah. might need against Chelsea yeah. that we can I don't want us to go direct but it gives us another option both on the floor and in the yeah. air he can hold the ball up can't both he ways. both, uh, both McGoldrick and Robinson hold the ball up in a different way yeah. they come a lot deeper for it I think you play one of those further up the pitch. there's an argument that neither of them are now in striker either true yeah, yeah true like McGoldrick's for me a 10 
who I'm can play up front, and like Robinson. I've not seen enough of him, but we all discussed this last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but he's a right winger, yeah. isn't he? In some ways, if, if Flex fit, it, you might suggest playing Flex that bit deeper, and and Lundstrom bit flatter as a back three, and then just play McGoldrick or Robinson just. Do you think Flex comes in if he's fit? I think I, in, on, another, on a home game, I'd have said no. Freeman all the way. I just think maybe away from home, when well, we need to be a bit more solid. We all said how well he worked, how hard he worked defensively um, when he came on for Flake. Um, I thought he did Palace. against Palace, but I didn't think he did as yeah. well against in that part of his game yeah. anyway. I didn't think he was good at it against, uh, against Leicester. I just thought it was interesting. Wilder called him out as well in his interview last night after the um, is it last night or the interview after the was it yesterday when he did a fairly long interview he called him out for losing the ball quite easily yeah. just before their second goal which I just thought quite interesting didn't really need to call him out directly really but I think he does this sometimes Wilder to yeah. get a reaction well I think it? we talked about Wilder's interview after the Leicester game we touched on it before not to go back over all ground but he's a man who just absolutely eyes is losing yeah, and he often win. comes out as a very petulant man as a result. I think uh, Everton are now in the lead 3-2 against Lincoln. <laughs> judging by the muted fist pump <laughs> to my right. <laughs> but, yeah, fisting we've got on two now. But uh, yeah, I think that probably, we've, we're rambling a little bit. I think we can all agree, even though I'm not going free it, every chance you can get something out of the game. Predictions. Predictions. I said we'd, we, I've not got one right. I said we win 1-0 against Leicester, got that wrong. I think United on Saturday will draw. And two, if two. I'm, if I'm not bold, yeah, bold. I think we're going to lose. I think we'll lose two enough. Fair enough. So much as I think we've got a chance, and I've said reasons why I think we've got a chance. I just think that they might have that little bit too much for us. Um, it we narrow. I think we'll score, but I'm going to say two one to Chelsea. Well, I've been sadly got the Leicester prediction right in terms of result, but so it said that Chowdhury was crap. Can't get them all right. <laughs> I'll, heart says one all. Head says we'll lose two one. Fair enough. And nothing. That concludes our thoughts on Chelsea. Looking forward to seeing all you away blades down there on Saturday. And give him a bloody good shout for me, won't you? Yeah. We'll be back to discuss some very sad news next. So, on to part four. Welcome back. And um, a little bit of a diversion here from talking purely about the Blades, but I don't think we could let tonight pass with um, just talking about the whole situation of Bury and Bolton over the last, well, say the last 24 hours, but really it's been running on uh, for months now. Um, I guess I can speak from a position of always enjoyed a Bury away day, social club next to the ground, pie and peas, decent cheap beer, and I remember when we took over off the ground when we went under Wilson. Um, but also, I, I'm married to a Bolton fan, so I've spent quite a few uh, weekends over that way watching watching Bolton, watch Bolton when they relegated Leeds, which was a really good trip to the Reebok. Obviously, got them supported United there on their way end, so I've spent time in both parts. And it's just a really sad, sad situation that football has let, its, let its get itself into really and when you look at I remember I'm going to watch players like Joe Kerr, Vakocha, Campo and Bolton we're playing at a level that 
we, in some ways, we'd aspire to be at ourselves with that kind of quality player. No, that's what I mean. That's, I mean that's, I was going to say the same thing. It's like, wolf, it's like wolf off season. It's, it's that. And now, and now we've just been obviously safe today, but it, who knows with football these days, being safe doesn't necessarily mean you'll be safe to, in 12 months' time. I just think you said it there, football's allowed it to happen, and oh, it's yeah, just... Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of self-help there as well. There's, there's some of the things that have gone on within the clubs, I think, are completely wrong, but the, the people that have been out, allowed to run these clubs, that have been passing fit and proper people's tests is just not right the guy at, the guy at Boris Joe have you seen that interview on where he said he didn't even know Boris got a football team and he can walk away and he's not bothered to do never get a Boris again it's just I mean it's there's there's a few things about it all which I find really distasteful obviously the, act, the actions of the guy at Boris what's his name Steve, Steve Dale. Dale Steve Dale and then that he, what's his chops at Bolton? The King Penis. Ken Anderson. I read Absolute something about Ken Anderson out. today. So in, in the, I, can't, I don't know what his role was, or what his job title was at Bolton, but he was the 12th best paid person in that role half, in English football. Half a million pounds a year. Yeah, and he paid his, his wife took a salary. He paid his son 125000 or something. His son took a fee. Now, the thing is, I think it was Simon Jordan, you say you want about Simon Jordan, he does speak with a degree of intel- intelligence and integrity when it comes to running a football club. Sometimes I think his opinions are a bit bogus. But he made a point saying he has no problem with people making money out of a football club if they have done the work to deserve that. And this is, in this case, it isn't. But what I don't like is, is this sort of thing like, oh, someone said, oh, there's enough ex-Bolton and Berry players who could all put together. No. So, that, that is not their responsibility. No, no, no. Like, I would be like, I'd be heartbroken if I found out places I used to work are fond members of, apart from sports directs. Um, but like, <laughs> but like, like a pub I used to work in in Manchester, really fond of. I'd be heartbroken if it shut down. Doesn't mean that I'm gonna like. Like remortgage to, 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 to buy it it's and run not, it. It's not. It's not how these things work, and it's all like. I think there's a balance as well when people say, "Oh, we'll spend within your means," because I, like, if I go and take out seventy credit cards, which I could get and spend all the money on them, I then look like losing all my possessions and going to prison. But I don't have that mechanism to save. The only difference with that, yeah, it affects my family and friends. And I'm not employing a load of other people. Yeah. I'm not responsible for a, like football clubs serve a purpose in so many people's lives. And we're sat in a tent, damp tent, talking about football on a dictaphone having a few times and recording it for other people's pleasure. This isn't. We're not talking about. This is such a like major part of people's lives, and it's the irresponsibility. Oh, and, and everyone's opinion on it. This all. Oh, this should. These should sort it. These should sort it. The only people who should do anything about it in the FA, and they should have proper mechanisms in place to deal with this. It should be. There should be audits of clubs' accounts to make sure. And, and I was reading something today, and it, not pointing the finger across the city, but obviously, EFL Sean Harvey. You know, he's overseen this. He said Ken Anderson is a good man. He's done well for Bolton, and Bolton will be here long after Ken Anderson. He very nearly proved that. He didn't didn't apply the fit and proper test on Steve Dale. Didn't even follow through on it. And he was the guy who, along with the agreement, let's be honest, of all the football of a majority of football clubs, removed the clause that isn't in the UEFA financial fair play rules that stops you remortgaging or selling your ground. 
which is what Wednesday and Derby have done. So, I mean, this could be any club. I saw a Portsmouth fan last night saying, well, it's only Bury, what does it matter? Why are this fuss? Well, I'm, I was, it's it must be bad with Portsmouth. Ironic. I knew it was lost on him completely. This could be anybody. We've had enough rogue owners uh, down here. I saw, over the I, saw, I saw a link to an article earlier on. I didn't read it, so I just, just saw a headline, but it, it was something like Championship clubs in the last X amount of years have um, they've, they've, they've made something like 3.1 billion revenue, but in wages alone they've spent over that, yeah. like 3.2 or something like that. So that's just crazy. Yeah, like you're just bo- borrowing money from wherever and just giving it to your players. And it's like, like John said, it's irresponsible. I think don't forget a couple of years ago. Very paid Jay O'Shea more than we would have willing to pay him in the championship to go and play in League One. Yeah. And he turned us down to go to Bury. I mean, they have, they've had some quite like Lavery and Neil Down, they've had some good players. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 had a, they had a side last year that was assembled to get them promoted that they couldn't afford. Yeah. And, and this is why you say about FFP doesn't work. Yeah. And because there's all these loopholes in it, yeah. I find I find as well the sort of I do think that oh so and so could sort it out so and so. No, Gary Lineker should put his hand in his pocket. Yeah, because Gary Lineker has got the long running <laughs> history of um, stuff with with Barry and Bolton and, and I, I mean we we preached saw someone having a dig at Gary Neville today, and I thought that would bang out of order. Because rather than for not helping Barry out. I mean, he can't anyway because he owns Salford. Because, because they brought his dad up about it. They brought his dad up about it, and that's bang out of line. Didn't his dad die? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And his mum's been working as club, sec- as club secretary for a while. His dad used to be uh, chairman. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they? Yeah. All, all that, but also Gary Neville, the man who has brought the club up from non-league, done it the right way. I mean, they spent more They're money. spending within their means. But, but, but like they can afford to. They can afford to do it. And also, has invested loads in the infrastructure of Salford and Manchester City Centre by getting involved in loads of business projects and stuff. He's entitled to spend his money however he fucking wants. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's weird how people... Like, oh, he's got more more money than me I'm not, not being funny in terms of buying a football club the equivalent of asking one of us to go and give them three grand yeah. probably in terms of our welfare like, we're not going to do that it's, it's a bit bananas like, it's, it's mental and it's, it's really sad I mean I had a real dislike for Bolton when we were in League One with them because of Anderson the man gave himself a section in the programme yeah. Yeah. and he used to tweet openly about his opinions on the game certain players performance that gives you that tells you everything you need to know about the integrity of him yeah. um, but I'd never wish that on anyone and that's a very like you say great memories of going up there so I think it's probably fitting that we talk a little bit about very old and Sheffield United and, and things we remember involving us. And you've done a little bit of research, haven't you, Paul? I have done a little bit of research. Like I said earlier on, I'm off work. I've got nothing to do in between trips to pick up my Everton tickets. <laughs> so um, I, had a qu- I had a quick glance at... I say quick, it probably took me about half an hour, 45 minutes or so for each of them. But players that have played for United and Bury and players that have played for United and Bolton. And I can get 42 who have played for United and Bury. Anyone wants to have a. Well, Jamie Ireland's one of them. Jamie, Jamie, was, Jamie was on Facebook and Twitter last night lamenting, obviously, the situation. Uh, Keen Bryan. Keen Bryan is another. Uh, yeah. Yes, obviously, again, through social media. And then Lavery. Yeah, we've just mentioned Lavery. Yeah, Shea. Yeah. Liam Clark. 
Leon Clark. McFadden. Callum McFadden is a good shout. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite of the United players we signed from Barry, Chris Armstrong. Chris Armstrong, yeah. I'd one of my about Chris Lachetti. Chris Lachetti, another one. And one of my least favourite United players who played in the same position, Chris Hussey. Chris Hussey, yeah. yeah. I tried to wank him from my mind today. <laughs> oh, he was weird. I mean, do you have him on Instagram? Uh, no. God, he had more. He had more. He had, he had more filters on him than a pack of dodgy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Love an analogy, this guy. Uh, but uh, ten, years. ten years, but you all laughed. Uh, well, I should have said really, not 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 just players. Obviously, players. Colin. Oh, Wilder. Obviously Wilder. Yeah, Neil. Alan Neil. Yeah, Neil Warnock. Oh god, yeah, Warnock when we played Berry that time. Lauren yeah. Jaffo played for it first again. Ta- first yeah. time I yeah. Warnock had got a United title. Yeah, Bury manager. Right. First time I went to Bury that way. Nineteen ninety eight. Makes me feel old. <sighs> I mean but, um, that was just going back a little bit, have you read the um article about how he got the United job in recent Demblay to get in another plug Sam and Sam? It's brilliant how he actually got the job. He had a dossier on all players before going in for interview and all that sort of stuff. He didn't write that. But do you know who we're getting jobs for? If you've read it, makes it. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a dark day, wouldn't it? Sorry. I won't waste my spit on Do you have a go at a few Bolton players as well then? Just quickly before we do move Sorry, Gary, you're a twat. Not that you're listening. There's a couple that we haven't mentioned. Paddy Kenny. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Paddy Kenny, we've got him, Ethan Evans, Landell. Played for both. Gary Flickcroft. Gary Flickcroft. My, my all time hero's brother. Were there number one for a while. Played one game for United. Gary Kelly. Uh-huh. Adrian Littlejohn. Yeah. Played for both. Yeah. There's a few names out on here that are obviously Danny Wilson, Porter, Dominic Polian, Christ, yeah. those dark days, Ian Ross, Jordan Robertson, Andy Smith. I remember he was thought of as the next best young striker we had. Yeah. John Newby. One, oh. I know. <laughs> one for older ones, obviously, I'm not that old, but Eddie Calhoun played for Bunny. Did he really? Apparently, he well. started his career there. Ryan Creswell. I wonder if he, anyone owed him 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after meeting under cost lads the other day, that's uh, that's an under the cost reference. If you ha- didn't Harry Bourne, another one who Reese Brown, part of the promotion team the other year. <laughs> well, <laughs> did he even play? Yeah, yeah, he played one, one sub appearance or something. Uh, no, he started a game, so I remember he kicked the ball out and he managed to go all the way up in the air and over his head. <laughs> <laughs> I called him the gravity defier for a while. But yeah, but oh, they spotted one from uh, my, one of my favourite times as a United uh, supporter. Where's he gone? Mark Patterson. Oh, oh Patterson. Yeah. Tank. Now talk about Bessich going into Tank. He'd be constantly banned. <laughs> he was just yapping around midfield. You know what he looks like now? He probably has got the, the Berghaus he's had for 10 years. Hung <laughs> up in all. He takes, takes like a dog out every morning at half five. Smokes roll-ups. Right, wellies. All, all year round. Same Berghaus wellies. <laughs> Always got, smells of ale. Always smells of ale. And he has four, just four, Alston pills in chair. Every night, he's playing all this like it's a bad thing. It's a bit close to home there, with you there, Paul. I mean, go on, let's have a look at Bolton players. So then. Bolton, I, I can only get... go to the old ground because I only I've only ever been to the Reebok. It'll always be the Reebok to me. Not one. I went to Burnham Park once, 1997. 
Kendall era and um, drew two all. Funnily enough, first time I went, well, the only time I went to Burnham Park, we drew two all. And the first time I went to Reebok, Macron, whatever they call it these days, we also drew that game two all as well. Yeah. About a year or two later. You were, but, uh, you were stood in front of the Normid supermarket then on the way, end, were you? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird that way, weren't it? Really, really. Some really, really good and unusual memories of, um, of like, the Reebok Stadium. So, the first time I went was to see Coldplay supported by Doves. And you went for Doves, didn't you? Oh, well, yeah, tell us that, please. first three Coldplay albums are fine. So Mate, I went to that gig. Yeah. That's the night they recorded uh, Fix You, weren't it? The video, yeah, he's going to tell all the ladies I was in that. Stop doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, you, did you offer to fix them as well? <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, but I, I remember well. it well because uh, my mate, my mate turned to me and he informed me that he'd um, got some funny cigarettes shall we say to experiment with and we had some of them before Doves came on and I don't really remember what happened after that <laughs> I remember I had a really dry mouth and anyway as the lights went off in fiction a good friend of everyone on the pod Greg turned to me and went fucking hell I've left lights on so I'm stoned this Greg and my mate Tit who disappeared off the Tesco stone came back with some pate and some biscuits for three hungry lads middle class Tra- Coldplay concert trying to get hold of some trying to get hold of some jump leads in a field in Bolton <laughs> yeah I, I, I remember going in the Premier League I couldn't tell you the score lost one now yeah we lost um, one Kevin, D- Kevin Davis I went, in the, on I went in the cup the other year and I went in the league when we lost the other year and I went another time in the cup. I think it might have been under Robson. Took all the lads from oh, you. Carney Can you come to that, Alex? Yeah, and we sat on the back row of the upper tier and got absolutely twatted on Strombo. Best thing I think I have, my memories of Bolton, going to Bolton away, is I'm pretty sure that's the first time we had the Never Gives the Ball Away song. It is. Oh, I went to that one as well. Just Cameron Carter Vickers, each 10 bars of Snickers. One of the best, if not the best, of centre forward kickers. A classic from Dave Blade, man. Also known as Kendall, friend of the show, enemy of anyone who sits next to him in a way. And um, <laughs> but yeah. check out his videos on Twitter. They're very good. So, very last thing, should we just look at the? I, I'll, I'll go with Nathan Blake for starters. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got 25. I'm not sure if one of them actually counts properly. Kevin Davis, who were at United as a schoolboy, uh, weren't they? Does he count? Yeah. Right. So, there's a very yeah. obvious Smart one. Smart last season's uh, promotion side, Gary Medine. Yep. yep. Gary, Gary Speed. Kale. Gary Speed. Gary Kale, Gary Speed. Mark Patterson again. Mark Patterson again. Yeah. The yeah. only one who's played for all three. <laughs> hey, there is another side. Get a bag out. <laughs> <laughs> he's even there played for three Northern. Right. <laughs> three Northern powerhouses come there, together. There's one other who's been at all three, but has only played for two. Oof. Christ, maybe we put that to the listeners. Yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, put that a little bit of a quiz there. Yeah, so he's been at all, been at United, Bury, and Bolton. He's only played (coughs) two of them, and I'm not going to tell you which two they are. Mm. I think I know that is. So looking down this name, hopefully I won't say Clayton Donaldson. Mark Howard. Little little old snake hips. What a player he is. Paddy Kenny again. Paddy McCarthy. God, he was crap, wasn't he? And then, there's a couple on there that I have no idea played for for Bolton. That Franz Carr, I never knew he played for Oh, he played for them, um, yeah, end of his career. Andy Campbell didn't play for anyone, so he was that bad. 
Yeah, yeah. And there was someone else we thought was going to be a good striker up yeah. front. That, that was like... Just along from Middlesbrough. Yeah. That was the early days of me... By the way, I don't like talking about them in this podcast, but them fuckers have just won with a 96 minute yeah. winner. So yeah, we'll have uh, some form of reaction, but yeah, Wednesday have just won, so that's ruined my night. But anyway, not worry about them. Move no, on. I don't need to worry about them. Sorry, I don't, no, I don't think, I'm not sure if anyone said it yet, but I'm going to have to, Chris Basham. Oh, of course. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolute legend. Oh, Modern day legend. And, and, and this is the thing then, just, I'm diverting from the, sorry, sorry we're on about, but Basham. I remember when Bolton sold him to Blackpool and they thought they got great money for him because they got a million quid for him when he went to Blackpool and they thought they'd absolutely cashed in big time because right. he'd have been a promising youngster coming through at Bolton but they, they didn't think he was going to progress. He was, uh, where was he? It was on the uh, Fired Live interview about Bash when he was at Bolton. Apparently, the player was really looked after him and did a lot of him when we were coming through with an Elka. Yeah, I saw that. So, apparently, an Elka, even though this was never the image the media gave for him, would always practice shooting every every day. He'd have about an hour and a half after training and literally have one of the youngsters crossed it, passed it to him. So Bash loved that. And then he was dead good. I think, it, I think, good it, I think it Bash was crossing and not shooting. <laughs> I think he was... I think well, he was in the defender. <laughs> I suppose it gave an Elka the um, opportunity to have to get onto awkward crosses because Bash is crossing over here. <laughs> He's a little bit rare. But Look, we've, we've lightened that up. But commiserations to two fantastic football clubs. And Hopefully Bolton will see it out and Bury we'll see an AFC bury or something rise from the ashes even if they can't play a gig lane for the foreseeable there's talk of there being a potential reprieve but it looks like he's gone doesn't it it's yeah. a sad, sad day really bad but um, that wraps up that section and we'll be back in a minute with something a bit more light hearted hopefully yeah. Yeah, nice one guys And we are back with the exciting news hot off the press that in the third round of the Carabao Cup, drawn by Don Goodman and Andy Hinch, yeah. if who both hate us, who knows. both hate, not knows, knows himself, uh, Hinchcliffe and Goodman, uh, meant that we've got Sunderland at home, which I don't mind, personally. Well, given, given they were drawing out consecutive numbers from the start I did think we're going to draw number 25 which is Wednesday yeah but I think that's not a bad draw yeah you know, that. I think they might even open more than two stands this time as well for home fans they should make that, some, cheap, some, some, Sunderland will bring a lot if I were there if I were running that down there I'd open both I'd open up at lower for them yeah I think they'd sell it out definitely yeah, yeah give them well a few tickets open yeah. top we might yeah. get 20,000 plus possibly if they trade the prices right we'll all go it's another 150 loyalty points people exactly <laughs> get them loyalty points ticking over you got to guys haven't you played the system but um, we're, we're now at our, my favourite part of the podcast the Hall of Fame standing in the Hall of Fame yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry no idea what that was it's a song off wrestling but um, yeah last week Luke guest of the show cleaned up with Ollie McBurney's socks and there uh, tapped into popular opinion just yeah, at the right time yeah. pop- he's, he, he's so on the pulse unlike the rest of us as I'm going to prove in a minute oh, really. <laughs> I thought I was in where Bobby Ford's failed <laughs> die but never mind and now he even went for the pit <laughs> Picard, uh, I don't think he probably bothered with it because Alan claims he hasn't got the attention span to listen to a podcast. But um, having seen him 
on 20 hour drinking benders he has got a good attention span to boot yeah but we're an hour and a half into this now so if he ain't got attention span you can say what you want about him well, we'll, we'll put on the bus to Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> so that'll go down well with the uh, women and children uh, what's fisting mean, Mum? Um, well, that wasn't this week, was it? We've talked about that in the past. But anyway, Hall of Fame. Paul, you're a special guest. Kick us off, please. Thanks a lot. I um, feel under a bit of pressure. Obviously, there's only been one guest on so far, and he won by an absolute landslide. You've got 50% of the vote, yeah. Yeah. Because so democ- democracy, as you know, 52%. I've, I've made myself a little, a little note, because um, what I'm going to put in, it's... Um, it's Abusive supporters. Or more specifically, I don't think I can come here and not mention the swearing section where I sit and a lot of the things that we've got up to down there. (laughs) (laughs) So, and here's just a a couple of little sort of snippets, like whenever there's any... Do you want to set out where the swearing section is? Swearing section is just behind the away dugout, just in front of the director's box and obviously within earshot of the home dugout as well. So, we're well heard. Should we say? So it's, it's it's pretty good. So obviously, and how many of you constitutes the swearing section? Oh, just anybody really. Anyone okay. who sits down there, they can swear. They can they can, they can put the case forward. Any effing and Jeff in they're in. Did yes. you once buy Basically. your the steward who does that gangway a birthday card? Yes, you, every, every week, like I'd I'd sit there and and I'd say, cons and this and that and other, and it'd basically be out as long as Salon could get away with it. So I bought her a birthday card and like took her some flapjacks and stuff like that. And then eventually, <laughs> Is that you for me, I bribed her. <laughs> I bribed her and got away with it. But um, Christ, yeah, so this is my fair lady <laughs> from the line over here. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet her for? Well, you should say that. I was calling Brendan Rogers a cunt and I looked over. Funnily enough, he got that treatment on Saturday and I also asked him if he was still tra- shagging trannies because that was a story that we're doing now so well. He didn't look too impressed about it. But um, Yeah, but just a few things with that. I mean, obviously Definitely going on on the buses. People, people warming up. You must be shit if you can't get in this side, all that sort of stuff. When they're coming off, regardless of how they've played, you've been fucking wank, mate. All that sort of stuff. Once we had Tyler Blackett play for Reading, and um, he went along from Man United and came off and we get him that, and he proper lost it, fingers swearing back at us and lot. And that's the reaction that we want in it. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely brilliant. Um, a few years ago, another one thing that sticks in mind is Swansea had a, a lady... Um, physio on the large side shall we say so all lads thought it was funny to call her Mandy Dingle <laughs> and, uh, and this is one of the greatest shouts I've ever heard like having a go at someone who's overweight and I'm overweight myself if someone says it to me I find it amusing someone behind me just shouted oi Mandy Dingle what size waist are those socks <laughs> <laughs> and that like fucking I was done for I'll never ever forget that it was amazing and no, it's not just it's not just away fans you know we've dig out any of his own players and stuff like Paul Coots when he was warming up a hell of a lot last year he always had blue boots on so Danny's sitting in front of me giving some stick about wearing some blue boots week after turned out no blue boots on <laughs> giving a bit of a wave <laughs> do you know what I mean no, he, he loved it so so yeah it, it was good um, Ronald Koeman were down there got a chance to call him a cunt after 25 years of that David Platt thing that was pretty good <laughs> we always have a good people you know we were a bit sort of backward you know you Oofball sort of merchants, if you like. So everyone clarified that. So they always get, you know, dinosaur and this and other. So Tony Poolis come down to the year with Stoke, got called Contosaurus, which was just fucking <laughs> amazing, which was funny. And then um, we had a letter once 
warning us about his about his behaviour, about his language, and they told us that there were going to be someone sat in there who were going to be, you know... Like a plant. Yeah, pretty much. And that were Wolves at home a couple of years ago, just after we beat Wednesday 4-2 at Hillsborough. So everyone then, obviously, rather than, like, cunt, bastard, wanker, this, that, it was all, like, roused about and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So that, so that was that an amusing sort of twist on it. And then um, there was a time we got Gary Medine's phone number. I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to have to finish it. I'm going to have to finish this. We, uh, we Brownie, who sits behind me, top lad, Ian, you know him, Phil, you know him as well. Whenever Kevin Pressman used to come down, and he were like a goalkeeper coach or somebody else, first time he came down, he came with Scunthorpe, and Brownie bought a pie at half-time, and took it down to the dugout and waited for him. <laughs> And put it on side and shouted. And Nigel Atkins was their manager at the time, and he was laughing his head off. And then the last time we played, he came down with Millwall. I've got videos of these, by the way, so I'm hoping that I can use them to try and help me cause a little bit. Yeah. So um, he was running a little bit late with work, and he turned in and he had like a Sainsbury's bag with him. So I'm like, fucking what have you got there? And he just had a, he had a multi bag of quavers and a loaf of bread just to throw it in and people in director's box behind us brought us like a knob of butter to give him and all <laughs> so he went he went down waited till half time Kevin, Kevin Preston's coming out and he threw quavers and he threw loaf of bread and left butter outside for him and then come back up <laughs> what did so Preston do? he laughed to be fair to him he did, he did laugh he's, pretty, he's, he's good he's good value because Brownie were a youth player he, he might he might I, I don't know I've never actually asked him that but, um, but yeah that, that's me it's a uh, more for our swearing section, but you know, for you can't come on and not mention abusive and messing about. I mean, um, supporters. And, well, he's fantastic. I mean, I've always had a real problem with Graham Wesley. Once had a right go at him for being outside his technical area. The medal winner. Trump cop. Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard you? Probably. Get back in your get back in your technical area, Wesley. You weird motivational twat. <laughs> that was the guy who he said. He tells he tells his kids that he's, he's the medal winner. medal winner. They yeah. don't call me dad; they call me the medal winner. <laughs> From a bloke who's never won fuck all in his life. <laughs> Duke of Edinburgh Award. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> someone my dad used to work with who uh, had his swimming certificates going upstairs in house. Deeper <laughs> 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 graphics bloke at Sheffield College used to sign people's passports. Did he still wear shorts with him stitched to his shorts as well when he was? He was, he was called. <laughs> a, 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 his, his first name was Dean, and he was he was quite a character. Wednesday fan from Goldthorpe in Barnsley. Character, don't cover it. Apparently, my dad once took someone round and said, When you go in here, you can't stop laughing. You can't laugh because you won't stop. GCSE <laughs> certificates, swimming certificates, going upstairs <laughs> in master bedroom, Wednesday wallpaper, and beside bed, a big book called Book of Sex. And he turned to my dad and said, <laughs> I've made some alterations in there. <laughs> But that is not my nomination. Um, How the fuck did we get it? It's me. Graham Wesley. And then I, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just weirdos and medals and medals and certificates. Um, Phil? Uh, okay, on the spot. Um, if you're not ready, Ian. No, 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 I've got it. I've got it. I know. I've remembered what I was going to say. It, it feels a bit wasted now, but I haven't got another one because I think I know what's going to win already this week. But 
I've wanted to put this in for a while. Everybody who watches United knows this person. They either know his voice or they know him by face. And he's changed it a bit this year. We know where it's coming. We've changed it a bit this year, haven't we? It's now 350 match programs! <laughs> Everybody knows him on the cop, and I think he does it at Hillsborough as well, because I've heard him on telly when you can't hear that. I've seen crowd. pictures of him at Hillsborough as well, yeah. yeah. But it feels like and a wasted vote. And he had his video as well, though, didn't he? You know? His what? He had his video. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. He had his video for him, walking, he? walking up cop. Yeah. If you are ever someone who approaches Bramall Lane from, um, from oh. like, London Road, I mean, avoid walking directly past the railway. Not to say don't go in the railway, you go in there. Every home game railway, yeah. Because it's near your entrance. Cracking, yeah. Yeah. Not good, so much, good selection not, of bees. Not so much that, but they've got, they've got, giant, they've got giant pour on and oh. plenty of real ales and things. Unfortunately, oh. I just don't get a chance to really take advantage of it these days, but there we go. But anyway, um, he stands on that corner. And I used to live at Nether Edge, and when I did, and I walked down to a midweek game, if you catch him on the angle, <laughs> in your ear, you literally can get about? what, Phil? What did I say about tonight? Tetanus last night, you said. I said, oh, you can get tetanus, which you can't for his voice. Tinnitus, tinnitus. <laughs> I tell you what, the uh, neat emblem was tasting lovely last night. <laughs> I think you need a technician to be the Hillsborough. Oh yeah, 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 fair point. But yeah, it's a really good nomination, and he should he should probably win. Uh, but he's not come to service. <laughs> Ian, um, I'd actually thought of this before he made the news today, and it was going to be my nomination. Um, and I'm not feeling a great deal of sympathy for him, given he's got sent down for drink driving. It's. Um, our favourite Tommy Cooper impersonator, Dean Saunders, and the goal he scored past Paul Crichton at Bramall Lane when we were playing Vale. And for those of you, you must have, those of you who are young, you may not remember, but you must have seen it on video. Ball goes out of play, Crichton's chased it down to the touchline, probably about 20, 25 yards up the touchline from the goal. As he's running back to the goal, Saunders picks the ball up, throws it against Crichton's back, drops at his feet, and curls it into the empty net. It's oh, still... One yeah, of the most inventive goal, yeah. goals. Just the initiative, the idea, the speed of thought is one of the best Dean, things I've ever seen at Bramall Lane. Something that, unfortunately, for Dean, he doesn't seem to have these days. Uh, did he run off in his celebration? Or did he think, I'm not celebrating any of you. Why? You've got no grounds for this celebration. <laughs> Poor Dean. I mean, please, it's, I always do wonder what happens at Talk Sports Hours. I reckon, wow. like, you have an interview and they just get you in a room and these ten Carlins on desk and you go, get them seen off before you come in here. <laughs> Alan Brazil in corner, like, jab at the hook. When he, when, when he passes away, it won't be a heart attack. Well, it probably will be. It'll be, it'll, it'll be blown up. It's like Mr. Creosote. Yeah. He'll, have, he'll have a whack with him mint and he's gone. <laughs> he will, You've got to feel through he's carrying his coffin, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray Parler. Poor Ray. He's always on the You see that video of him on Underground the other day, sweating. Have you not seen I it? I saw that. It was brilliant. You go on Ray Parler's Twitter, it's like Tuesday afternoon, having a couple of kingfishers, got to go for a ruby tonight. You don't have to go for a curry, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's going, Ray. <laughs> better come down you said you would but yeah um, like obviously drink driving is seriously on call but that is, was a fantastic goal yeah do you think it'd be allowed now? 
Drink driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not when you run off <laughs> and refuse a breath test. But I no. don't know. Like, it's weird, isn't it, with the box? Because I said to you last night, I, went, I genuinely don't think we're putting defenders in the box because I don't think Wilder and Neil have worked it out yet. Yeah, the new rules. Like, I don't difficult. think they fully understand it, so like, just let's not bother with that. Like, it wouldn't surprise you. Like, we don't need to do that because we didn't do it before, but... Um, I don't know. I think it unspends sportsmanlike behaviour. I think they'd find some way of disallowing it, wouldn't they? Yeah. Killjoys that they yeah, are. Take days. the fun out of it. Yeah. It's keeper's own fault. He should have booted it into the stand. Yeah. And that's from the keeper's union yeah, over exactly, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's one of them iconic United goals. Always definitely be on, like, Nick Hancock's football hell. <laughs> What's Nick Hancock doing? Is he? I don't know. Is he down at Talksport? He's, he's, he's on his fifth interview. He's been trying for years. He's got one against that nice Carly. He's bringing Lee Earth with him next time to try and get in. He's gone all bonkers, hasn't he? We're talking about Lee Earth. Last night we were talking about Lee Earth. Well, he's, he's, he's a proper right wing comedian, yeah. We'll have to get him on the pod. Uh, that'll be an interesting episode. Uh, but for me, uh, my nominations, again, something I probably should have kept back, but it's. The weird sort of late nineties uh, phase we had at Bramall Lane, where United somebody was putting out United songs on CD. Now there was two that I've got on. Sorry, just quick. I remember that, and I thought about it earlier on before I thought about using it. To and my favourite one was one that was like printed like like when you used to when I was secondary school anyway, in about year nine, we used to copy CDs, and like the real clever lads were charging four quid for them because they'd got the ability to give you the front covers printed and made them look proper. And um, they were, I can't remember what it was called, but it used to go, you'll see United through and through when you chop me in half. And when my number's up, I'll be wearing my scarf. <laughs> there ain't no crowd of fan in all this land, because I'm a blades man. United through and through. And then they'd be like some jangly guitar. Was that Dave Blademan before he went on Twitter? <laughs> no, it's far too tuneful. But then, there was the other one, and I can't... I don't out. like Monday, but I can't. I don't mind Monday, but I can't stand oh, yeah, when yeah. there's <laughs> only one team in this town. He's here in Sheffield too, where all we want to do is back the blades and see the owls go down. And then like the two, and then there was an extended remix. I think, I think it's pretty. We need to tell people now that we didn't rehearse that before. We've all just sort of oh, remembered yeah. it all at the same time, haven't we? But yeah, it, um, misguided musical releases. To be honest, I think this is the strongest four nominations we've had. Yeah, it's a good uh, one. I mean, I like Ian's topical take. Build the man up, who's obviously. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't planning on building up a drink driver, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't, but I couldn't think of anything else. It's just bad idea, really. It <laughs> we've got racist sympathiser on my right ear. Like, oh, I'm a big admirer of all Jamie Vardy's work, <laughs> <laughs> particularly that movement on the first, particular the stuff about the Chinese. Uh, yeah, uh, Phil, Phil and me have got away with it. We're politically correct tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic nominations, lads. Um, it's been. An absolute who if a little oh, get a vote by the way we'll get the vote on Twitter yeah, get get it it'll be up there make sure you do vote um, we're going to get um, some visual representation of all the Hall of Fame winners together so it's going to look quite good when you've got a streaker in Peter Rumble's gloves and some could have the streaker in McBurney's socks and on Love's gloves. If you're going to do a representation of Paul's swearing section, it's got to be that famous picture of Paul's where he's sticking Rob's up at Nigel Atkins, is it? 
Yeah. Yeah, that were after last, last home game of the season, Scunthorpe, yeah. yeah. I completely forgot to mention that, and that time I sh- took a brolly in for Steve McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's only one winner this week. I like to accept it's a landslide. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's been great to have Paul on. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Cheers. Pleasure. hope everyone enjoys the game at the weekend. Let's hope we we get three points down there and uh, look forward to getting back together next week to talk about Chelsea and uh, look look forward to the international break and uh, the massive game that follows against Southampton. So, vote in the Hall of Fame. Thanks again, Paul. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Phil. And thanks, John. Cheers. Up the blades. Up the blades. 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 It's always more than Ireland. You have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put a vote on. I'm Jason Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me there, right. Well, I say for only as well.